you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got guts i gotta move that'll make them swoon and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Yes. <laughs> I had nothing for this one. I, I had nothing. This was, a, this was a bad one. I had nothing. I, I don't even know what to do. Um, this movie is so bad that gave us yeah, like what a what a end of the year um uh like banger, I think. Yeah. Right. Um I let's just say let's 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 get right to the point here. Uh-huh. Not enough puppets. I knew Not enough puppets. You asked me you asked me yesterday, uh, while we were doing some writing, yeah, if there were enough puppets in this. And I said I knew knowing how much you love puppets, you weren't gonna be satisfied. But I I was not my I was not satiated enough. I was like I my puppet thirst was not quenched with this movie, well, and I'm very disappointed. Speaking of quenching puppet thirst, we should get our guest on. Uh, I watched this movie with them, so anything that I would talk about was in sitting next to the once and future guest and Avenger Jackson F1 Jackson. Welcome back to the Equalizers to judge what is assuredly going to be a wild time for an extremely unwild movie. You uh, you mentioned you know a week or two ago like hey we're gonna do Valerian I'm like oh I'm busy that day sorry I can't make it to the watch party sorry I can't mm-hmm. be there I'm busy that whole that whole month uh, should have done that for this one should have um Burman once a year <laughs> I'm busy that day for an Hollywood star I, uh... we have Jackson one veto <laughs> one veto uh, in their entire life and they could have used it this time but they didn't sorry I want to talk about andy the quote-unquote love interest because what a wild like the the woman he's interested in is facing financial ruin Mm -hmm. and he uses that opportunity to browbeat her about wanting to to prioritizing treasure against touching his pp and yeah like it's wild to start with that second of all that whole bit where like he goes like hey i'm into you and she just is like kind of not about that and he then turns around he's like well you just love money and not me it's like yeah she just like that's not a burn she's now interested in she is homeless sir like also having probably the the worst year of her life i'd say it sound it sounded like from what she like she just got fired from a job it's christmas time uh she comes home to her family gone they went on a cruise ship instead of spending time with her um she is gifted a car that is technically not hers it's her grandmother's which they gave it to her just so her grandma wouldn't drive it anymore um it is a cool her, car her best, nice car yeah her best friend, as soon as she gets into town, nails her in the face with a freaking snowball in the most brutal way <laughs> I think I've ever like I fucking like was like, holy shit. Like uh, there's I will say um, I don't know how many laughs you all got. I got a few laughs out of this movie because it's not yeah. it's not not funny. It's just like the jokes don't sometimes don't feel like jokes or they just don't land very well like it's just like oh yeah that's funny like what they're doing is funny this is a funny scenario like it's just that i think i think it's like a none of the actors have chemistry with each other maybe maybe that's it like i agree especially the love interest like thing of the slubby dude who is kind of awful who is the secret to christmas i guess also it if does you've feel like grown up in a basement your whole life like from birth to like now you've only just gotten out after the police have rescued you or whatever and you stand and you watch this movie like oh this is funny because you've never seen anything else to compare it to yeah it does feel like the best friend was written for melissa mccarthy like that era of all sure. of the 
slightly overweight best friends are just Melissa McCarthy types. Um, mm-hmm. Like this really felt like yeah. it was meant to be a Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy film. Yeah. It kind of feels like um, all these actors kind of uh, like, it's not fair to compare actors necessarily all sure. the time, but it, it is also kind of like, Oh, this person reminded me of this person. Like well, they're like, like the main character, um, Sloan, she reminded me of like Colby Smulders almost. <laughs> like Lizzie Kaplan was what I went for, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't think it's unfair to say that a movie was written with like, for example, uh, murder mystery, the Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston film. It feels sure. like that was written for Kevin James. All the way the jokes that are written, the the comedy for the Adam Sandler character, it's like this feels like a Kevin James movie. Like I don't think that's unfair to compare. Like, I'm saying I feel like all of the jokes were written for a Melissa McCarthy type. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I I think this is the part where I'm going to start getting mad now because Jackson will attest. <laughs> sure. Jackson will I about had a stroke at the end of this movie when they revealed this is where the treasure's buried, and then just nobody noticed and they had a snowball fight and that was the end of the movie and they never found the fucking treasure you know the thing the movie was about also the fact but that the they... treasure the treasure was andy the the slubby the slubby kind of oh, uninteresting idiot. dude andy like he was the he was the treasure yeah you're right he was a treasure which should absolutely bury him in the ground treasure. for a very long time yeah I also want to get angry because they introduced a villain character named Gunther Dinklage who never mm-hmm. showed up in the movie. They no. showed us a picture of him as if to say, remember this face? He's going to come back. He never came back. <laughs> they never saw that man ever. They showed him a picture of him and of his accomplice, Bones Bradley. And we never saw either of them in the movie the whole fucking time. Yep. I, I think to me, it's like, oh, this this movie read to me as in like in the middle of shooting they had like rewrites or something mm-hmm. and it's just like they ran out of money and they needed to end the movie in a different way or they just like I don't know like to me it seems like it was actually like leading somewhere where there was a treasure or like there happened to be one it was also like I thought it was going to end up where like oh, the secret is you, Andy, or whatever. And then they actually, like, find a real treasure at the end. It's like, oh, our money problems are over or whatever. Yeah. But, like, like, but that didn't happen. It was just that the secret is, the, the this treasure is you, Andy, the, well, the fact that all my memories are with you. And it made me kind of mad, too. And it seems like the idea was meant to be like oh you shouldn't focus on money it should be like people and whatever like but your loved ones not even necessarily andy like that is the point since it's a it's a hallmark christmas movie but like it would have been so easy to fix just have her not be near financial ruin and when they find the money she spends it on the old people christmas party instead Mm -hmm. like this would have been like oh god thank you this is like three months rant that really takes a lot off of my back like i'm not ruined without this treasure but it would be nice to have and instead of like you know what let's spend it all on the old people Christmas party. That's more heartwarming than no Sloan. You should love me, not money. You know what, Andy, you're right. Let's kiss. Like that was God. pretty much the movie. And I was just so fucking angry. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Hey, reality check. Mm-hmm. You need money too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and it's just like, I felt like none of their problems were solved or none of anybody's like the, the none, there's no resolution. And like, it's like the most cop out of an ending ever it, to me. Like, and I know it is a Hallmark movie type mm-hmm. thing, but just like, yeah, love is the answer. But it's also just like, I don't know, like, does she go back to New York or wherever she was or L.A. or wherever? Mm-hmm. Does she live in this little like Americanaville like mm-hmm forever or like does she does she stay there what happens like i i i don't feel like i left the movie knowing where they ended up besides <sighs> snowball fight yeah like it's a hallmark movie so of course it's going to be cheesy but it should also wrap up you know like a normal movie or story this was just like love is the answer okay that's it we did it we can just pack up and not resolve literally anything else we set up in the movie like at least most hallmark yeah. movies resolve their character beats also with you know falling in love this was just like no we did it they fell in love like movie's over now this was no 
Christmas uh, Princess Switched, folks. This was no Princess Switched. Yeah. This is not Romancing the Star. Um, and cannot stress this enough, not enough puppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, uh, though the puppetry that there was, I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I yeah, enjoyed was... the puppet. I, I, got, I liked the puppets. I got a big laugh at the very beginning out of the whiz can suddenly just appearing in that Santa puppet's yeah. hand. That was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I got a, we got a big laugh out of the hypnotist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That guy was very funny. Like Yeah. Yeah. Some it, of the dream sequences. Just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go right ahead. Some of the dream sequences with the puppets are kind of eerie because you have like instead of the CGI actors being like taken out, they're still there. So there's just these like mm-hmm. vague dark shapes with sticks and ropes, like making Santa Claus move, and is unsettling. And I like it. It's cool. Well, none of us like this movie. Uh, I only found one review worth mentioning. This is from Cam Says Words. They didn't give it a rating. They just says, what if the real treasure was the alcoholic grandfathers we made along the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Seriously. Since I couldn't find any reviews, you know, Matt and I was thinking that from Aragon to Xenon, we've made a lot of stupid movies, but some of them are stupider than others. That's right. This is dumb, actually. Yeah, we play the, we play the Price is Right music. Yeah. Uh, um, so for Jackson, who hasn't been able to hear our Another Christmas uh, sequel, yet uh jackson i took the, sh- the game um actually and mm-hmm. i made it about our movies oh no uh so the same rules apply i'm going to read off a statement here about some of our movies so there is something in the statement that is factually correct buzz in and let me know what it is but you must proceed it with dumb actually uh this time we're going into the most used character of the equalizers canon paul blart Though we erased Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, he's gone on to appear in five Equalizers films. His first appearance is in episode 41 of the Immortal Iron Blart, where he's granted special powers after winning a Mortal Kombat-style contest using and using his perfect dragon wish toward the world of hypoglycemia. Though he appears in a post credit scene in The Avengers, he doesn't reappear as a main cast member in a film until episode 67, Dragon Ball the Vegeta. I'm sorry, episode 76, Dragon Ball the Vegeta, where he teams up with Goku and Piccolo to defeat Nappa the Vegeta, returning the seven Dragon Balls to Goku and Co. Ding. Yes, Jackson. Dumb, actually, one of the Dragon Balls is lost in the ball pit and never found. That's correct. Uh, Damn it! At the end of Dragon Ball the Vegeta, one of the ball pits is left in the... Um, is that is hilarious. Uh, now, Madison, I will say, there is something else wrong here. Um, can I say, yeah, dumb actually, mm-hmm. it is a Dragon Ball Z type style contest, not a Mortal Kombat. That is incorrect. No. Um. The, okay. Go ahead. I mean, this doesn't count, but you can guess again if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no, they do defeat Nappa the Vegeta. Um, oh. um, I, I believe you fucking skipped that. That was great. <laughs> that was really good. Um, is it some with the episode numbers or something like that? Because I would never get that. No, it's not. Okay. Um, well, he does show back up in Arrakis Cop, but like, I I don't know if that's something here. That's um, uh, no correct. I was factually correct. The next time he reappears and as a main character after uh, the okay. Iron Blart is Dragon Ball of Vegeta. You're correct. He is the main character of Dune Arrakis Cop. That's just after Dragon Ball. Okay, I don't this know. Is, what is it? It's a tricky one. Um, he actually is granted the special powers before the tournament. Oh, He's allowed oh to keep them God. after the tournament. That's how he wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Damn. Right, well, maybe next time, Madison. I I thought you were gonna get me on the Dragon Balls, but Jackson got to it first. That was good. Uh, I would have never got that. I do not remember anything. <laughs> um, but very good. Right. Um, well, that's the end of my uh, the bits I have here for you today. I only found the one review, so I figured we'd dig back into dumb. Actually, yeah. God. What's that? (laughs) Do you hear it? I don't know why this gets funnier to me every time. Huh? Do you hear that whistle? 
Do you hear that whistle on the wind? What's that sound? There's a whistle. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. It can't be Carnival. Carnivals have louder, weirder whistles. <laughs> As it was established last week, the Carnival of Bits ha- is closed, but there is... They're, they're really wrapping up. There's uh, someone who stayed back. Someone who stayed back to take us out of the new year because uh, on his on his planet <laughs> uh, they don't celebrate. They don't uh, their new year doesn't start until mid uh, March for us. So um, uh, yeah, let's bring him out. Hello, hey, <laughs> it's it's me, Gargalox. <laughs> did you miss me? I did. I mean, last week we spoke to six of your seventeen children uh, on the phone. Each with their own individual voices. Do you want to call up some of them again and see if we can get any more of them on the line? Oh, yes. I love talking to my children. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and call your kids and then just introduce us to like three of them and have them say hello in their distinct different voices. Cool. It's a it's it's a space phone. It oh, has sure. more numbers than, yeah, yeah, than, than regular Earth phones. It's like internationally you have to press one or whatever. They, this, you know, galactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello? Wife name that I rem- totally remember? Uh, Cargamel. Cargamel was Car- Cargamel? Cargamel, is that you? Put the kids on. Uh, have them say Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the first kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> here's another kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, that that was that was that was the little smeg. He had little he smeg. had a bunch of okay. apple uh, little smeg. He had some applesauce in his mouth. <laughs> He loves applesauce. Uh-huh. Uh, One more. What's <laughs> up? Happy New Year. Now I'm pretty sure we talked to you last time. No, I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the very chill skater kid. <laughs> oh gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You had a couple other deep voice siblings, I'm pretty sure, but I'll allow it. Yeah, deep voices right in our family. Uh, but you can clearly. tell as my sort of connotation that I am like a surfer dude, skate kid, you yeah. know? <laughs> Definitely. I get where you all get your deep voices from between Gargalax and Cargamel, both <laughs> of your parents who sound like variations of the Crypt Keeper. I can see where you all get your deep tones. Yeah, you know, whatever, man. You're just uh, you're a poser. I mean, I've got a deeper thing? voice than you, so who's really the poser? I'm going to kick flip out of here. Yes, yeah! <laughs> That's all, right. all the kids that are in arm's reach of yeah, Cargabell. There's eight more of them. I get it. We don't need to speak to all eight of them today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can yeah, spread yeah. this bit out a little while longer. Yeah, yeah, because it has a lot of legs. <laughs> a lot of legs. Clearly. Yeah. Anyway, you want to play a fucking game? <laughs> <laughs> of course we do. What's the game, uh, Cargalax? Nope, Gargomel. Gargalax. I'm going to bring the Madison clone out. Okay. The mini Madison clone that runs the space <laughs> Uh, hi. Hi, Madison uh, Clone. Let's play a game. Uh, I don't care about your life or your interests. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to Gargalax. So. I have, I have no life or interest. I, this good. is my, this is my life. Um, so we're playing. Um, let's see here. Um, this is the New Year's episode. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing more like this. Yes. As always, more like this is um, the game show within a show where um, I read three different synopses of movies that you'd find in a more like this or you might also like section um, of Amazon or IMDb or Netflix or something like that um, based off of the movie we're covering that week. So this week we're doing Holly Star. So I have three movies that would probably be some sort of bullshit christmas stuff that um that uh mike and jackson are gonna have to find out which one i made up um out of the three 
Two of these are real. One of them is fake. Find the fake one. That's the rules. Here we go. <laughs> Movie number one. Christmas Cupid. A Hollywood PR executive discovers her most famous client has died unexpectedly. Oh. However, the dead celebrity comes back as a ghost and leads her on a trip through her past relationships to make her realize who her true love really is. <laughs> Movie number two. Uh-huh. Extra Christmas. I'm sorry, no, it's Extra Xmas. Oh, of Ex- course. Ex- extra Xmas. <laughs> and it's spelled like that for this reason. A widowed editor of a small town paper is surprised to learn that she has a secret admirer in the personal sections in the personal section of her own press. With the help of her ragtag newspaper staff, she uses her investigative journalism skills to track down her unknown suitor so she can have someone to kiss under the mistletoe this year. Extremely ethical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Movie number three. Christmas Harmony. A soft-spoken woman is used to living in the shadow of her pop star boyfriend, but when he breaks up with her right before the holiday season, she returns to her hometown to discover the heart in music that the her big city life is missing. Which one of those movies is the one that I wrote? As the guest, Jackson, you can go first. I have my pick. Mm, I think the the middle one, Holiday Xmas, sounds real. The third one sounds generic. The first one sounds innovative. I'm gonna go with uh, with uh, uh, Christmas Harmony. Was it Christmas Harmony? The last one I read. Yeah, Walking In. Okay. You have to ask still because you always ask. Oh, um, Jackson, are you locking that in? Yes. Locked in. Jackson is locked in with Chris, Christmas Harmony. I'm going with Extra Xmas. You can go with Extra Xmas? I think I've heard the titles of the other two before. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've heard the first one before, or of it. Maybe when we were looking through Hallmark movies to see what we wanted to do for this episode. it might have. Maybe. I might have seen that, but um, I think I've heard of both of these, at least in title. So I'm going to lock in Extra Xmas. You're locking in extra Xmas. You think ex- the the title extra Xmas isn't real enough? Something that I would make up. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not real enough. I'm saying I'm pretty sure I've heard of the other two. It's not okay. a qual- comment on the quality of this one. It's that I think I've sure. heard of the other two. Sure, sure. Well, so you're locking in, Mike. Yeah, I'm locking in. Are you in. sure? Yeah, I'm okay, sure. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Jackson, you lost. Mike, you won. <laughs> 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 extra Xmas. Uh, which I was proud of that time. Oh, yeah. Again, not a comment on the quality of your creation. It's just I feel like the other two rang a bell that I've heard of them before. Mm. Sure. But I don't know. That does also sound like the deeply unethical thing a Hallmark movie would have their protagonist oh, right, sound charming. Like, I'm I'm not convinced that doesn't already exist somewhere of a, a, a newspaper editor finding love through her own newspaper 90% of them are people who find out their boss is hot or kisses good and then falls in love with them like yeah they're not like the ethics of these horror movies are not like up to bahar no i was like christmas harmony sounds too generic that can't be real that's that's not like a, you know the, like a starter template for a movie but no we watched yeah, a movie yeah. called holly star though there was a treasure yeah. hunt there's also a lot of movies, like Christmas movies, that mm-hmm. plays off the Holly thing a lot. Like there's like, I, thought, I saw like a like Holly song, Holly like Holly mistletoe, Holly Holly's like holiday it was, was one that was on our short list. Holly's holiday, yeah. Like it's, I think it's because Holly is a name, so like it's really easy to like make a Christmas thing. Um, there's something I was listening to recently. Um, I think it was an episode of Drawfee where they were talking about um, like Hallmark Christmas stuff and like how there are just certain names that like the main character always has like Eve or Holly or oh, uh, Belle. Belle is another Mm, name that like. I I thought a lot of like Chris is, you know, Etrigan, common Christmas name. 
Nikki. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Nikki. Santa. Sand. Sandy. Sandy. Cargamel. Cargamel. Classic Hallmark protagonist name. Val- Valerian. 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 Hello, what is Valerian Cargamel? I'm the Christmas Hunt. <laughs> Hello, my name is Valerian Car- Cargamel, and you gotta see this hog. <laughs> Uh, Mark, is a Hallmark name. Nice. What'd you Death say? Death Marks. Uh, Mark, yeah. Mark Hall is a Hallmark name. All right. Uh, then it's time for the head-to-head, the Hallmark head-to-head. Uh, Madison, do you want to go first or should I? I don't know. Do you feel strongly about it? I don't have any strong feelings. I My notes run out at some point, as I know you said yours have as well. But Yeah. Um, I'll let you go first. I'll go first. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't have a title for this one. I wrote this in an afternoon. So right now it's just the Holly. It's just Holly Star Two. Maybe I'll come up with one as we go along, but it doesn't at this okay. point have a subtitle. Uh, we open on a brief montage of what's happened in the last couple of years since they failed to find that treasure. Sloan and Andy were married. Uh, thus, it's fine she didn't achieve financial solvency. Mm-hmm. They didn't. That didn't last <laughs> terribly long as a wood blight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Finan- okay. Achieve, achieve financial. My, there's a lot of shade yeah. in there. <laughs> achieve financial solvency. That's yeah. pretty. <laughs> uh, that didn't last Continue. Ter- I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. That didn't last terribly long as a wood blight hit the farm and the stock of trees dwindled and the farm was on hard times. Doubly so since Andy's parents were killed in a tree accident. We ended the montage on Sloan and Andy. Yeah, or I don't know. I imagine like one of them, like a big tree fell on them or something. Like sure. I don't know. Sure. I was about to say not as gruesome as your thing, but then I thought about the image of a big tree falling on a person, and that's still pretty bad. It was a it was a rubber tree, but like mm-hmm. it 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 was still heavy. It yeah, it, it was didn't a rubber bounce. tree. It fell on one of them bounced up into the air and over on the other yeah, yeah, they weren't yeah, standing yeah, yeah, side yeah. by side it it's a very comical dark joke that they would make in this movie mm-hmm. Dang, uh, I'm actually isn't Andy's mom dead uh, we end the montage on Sloan and Andy at the kitchen table discussing options they mentioned JP and through context we realize this is Andy's brother that we never mentioned in the first movie he's coming back into town for the first time since the funeral to help decide what played by do. John Cena no, I, I, I do have a cast <laughs> casting for it. Okay. Uh, he's coming back into town for the first time since the funeral to help decide what to do, which surprises them. Andy thinks that it might be a couple of hard years, but they can rebuild. Apparently, JP has another idea. Sloan says she can't believe he hasn't been back to the farm since high school. Andy agrees, but it but is more understanding. It was always tough for him here after that night. There's a knock at the door, and when Sloan opens it, she's pelted with a snowball. Kay is in the movie now. She and Sloan talk. Of course. She and Sloan talk out front about who gives a fuck until a car comes up the drive. JP, played by Josh Peck, gets out of the car. Everyone Mm -hmm. says hello, and he and Kay are introduced. I told Jackson that I thought Andy looked a lot like Josh Peck. Sure. So it just made sense. Uh, he and Kay are introduced. He makes some comment about her paintball gear that implies he knows his stuff, and they big dog about their skills all the way inside the house. At the kitchen table again, and it's clear the reminiscing and catching up is past. Kay's not here for important story reasons. More on that at eight. Andy pulls a notebook of facts and figures, as well as a crude map of the lot, and starts outlining his plan. The queen tree, in quotes, is still standing and seems in relatively good health. If they can keep her alive for a couple of years, she should produce enough acorns to start over and rebuild jp nods the whole time listening when Andy's done he says something about it's the family business i think it's worth saving jp pulls out a folder from his bag what if we started a new family business he opens the folder and we see aerial images of the farm surveying notes geological tests etc the farm is sitting on a fairly large emerald load they can sell <laughs> oh my God. money to never have to work again Andy isn't ready. Isn't Andy ready to do something else? He only came back to the farm because his parents needed the extra hand. I think is canon from the first one. <laughs> Andy and Sloan are appalled by this because Sloan now cares more about love and trees than financial solvency. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
Kay comes back with hot chocolate or coffees. It doesn't matter. She asks what's wrong, setting them down. Sloan tells her as she takes off her coat. She asks why JP won't, wouldn't want to keep the family business going. As we see, she's wearing a Christmas sweater with a tree on it. JP, seeing the tree, reacts violently, like screams and tries to scrabble over the table. Not violently, like hit anyone. This is where we learn JP is afraid of trees. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, I was making notes and just brainstorming dumb ideas, and there's legitimately one of my favorite parts on this note page I have. is just, why is Josh Peck afraid of trees? Yeah. Once Kay is either back in her coat or in a new Christmas sweater, they talk a little bit more about business. Andy isn't sure he wants to sell as long as there's a chance that the queen tree means... Sorry. Andy isn't sure he wants to sell as long as there's a chance, and the queen tree means there is a chance. We see them looking out a window at a fucking massive tree in the distance, seemingly the only one now on a sprawling field, each with a very different expression on their faces. I don't establish this. I made up the idea that there's just this one huge, like, tree that they never cut down. It's like the centerpiece of their farm. It's like an avatar tree or whatever. Sure, like, yeah. It's just really massive. That's the queen tree. Kay and Sloan are at that bar with a pool table, and Kay is asking what JP's thing with what is JP's thing with trees. Sloan explains that when they were kids, JP snuck out to go sledding at night and got lost. Being young and scared in the dark, he thought the trees were monsters. They didn't find out he was gone until morning, and by then he'd been scarred enough he couldn't stand the sight of them. He's fine in town. Regular trees don't affect him. It's only Christmas trees. <laughs> Kay says this. Kay says this makes sense because, and then tells an asinine story about someone she knows from the service who has a similar story, but it's like about toast and how they thought they saw the devil on their toast or something. They come back that sure. night, and while driving, slowing up. And while driving Sloan up the path, Kay spots subtle movement in the field. She stops the car and bolts into the field with her paintball paraphernalia. Someone's trying to sabotage the queen tree. This is where my notes run out. Uh, it's obviously JP. He's brought back to the house in question on why he came back if he didn't want to save the farm. He says he has to. He needs to sail to go through. He's on hard times and needs the payday. Part of the deal with the mining company was that he had to come back and live on the farm for 14 days because of his fear of trees. Legally, it would prove he's of sound mind. Only K <laughs> makes a face as if, as if to say this doesn't 100% make sense, but the others agree. This isn't a clue to a mystery. Kay is just the only person in canon who thinks this is weird. So this is, this is factually correct. It's not like this is a ruse. She's just the only person who makes a face like, that doesn't make sense. But everyone else is like, yeah, I see. Okay, I understand. Yeah, sure. She's the um, um, The rest of the movies, I have some notes here about like where I want things to go, but not specific details. Uh, JP gets kicked out. He goes to live in town. I think he ends up working at the paintball place for cash because he needs money. He and Kay end up falling in love, probably in secret, because obviously her best friend doesn't want her to date the guy who wants to sell the family home that she's a part of now. Um, we're not going to talk about or visit the farm for a while as JP Bond, because like we did with the Christmas one, we just stopped talking about the treasure for a while when they were falling in love. <laughs> um I don't know. I, that's really all I've got. I know we end with them sitting around Christmas Eve and we never decide what happens. Okay. Like we don't decide what we don't decide, oh, we're gonna save the farm or we're gonna sell the farm. We just did on Christmas Eve, they're all together as couples and everything's fine now and we don't have to talk about it or resolve any of the actual plot of the movie. Oh, okay. I have a I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Um so I know it seems like a crux of the of your pitch you don't want it to go anywhere, but so this is maybe it's going somewhere. But like what if the queen tree gets burnt mm -hmm. down but something maybe it's jp um maybe it's like mm -hmm. maybe jp tries to sabotage it and you mentioned there's an emerald mine uh underneath mm -hmm. it what is the emerald vein um the reason why this tree has stayed so long mm -hmm. is because they never cut into it or anything like that there it's actually like the 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 em emerald vein has gone up into the tree <laughs> the and emeralds. the tree is full of emeralds <laughs> and that. they burn and they burn the queen tree down and inside of it the vein looks like a christmas tree because oh, it's an emerald christmas yeah, tree that happens yeah. um 
this also works because it doesn't have to help with the plot at all, like the the main story result, but it does do a good job of the moment we find out, or Sloan and Andy find out that Kay and JP are a thing, is because the tree burns down, and they're like, we know you did it. He's like, no, I wasn't here. Okay, but you can't prove that. Actually, he can. He was with me. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. Um. But yeah, and that's it, good. I like that. I you can dig into some of the f- smaller details about like their their courtship, but otherwise, I'm good with that as an ending. And we just never resolve it because this is a franchise that's just fine not telling you how a movie how the movie ends. Like it's just nothing actually sure. happens or is resolved. Do you learn who yeah. burned down the tree? Hmm? Do you learn who burned down the tree? Uh, I mean, <laughs> do we have to? I guess. Uh. Uh, lightning hit it, or um, mm. Santa. Uh, Santa did it. Yeah, <laughs> it was Jesus. I do have the li- a line here that love was the payday I needed, uh, because we have to put a bow on it, and it has to be bad. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. Um, so it could be JP does burn it down, and they're really mad at him because it's like you burnt down like the legacy of our family. But then Kay turns to uh, Andy and Sloan, and it's like. But love. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Let me get all the way off your back about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But love. Love. Yeah. I. If I was digging much harder into that, then that would a hundred percent be the solution at the end. Where she go, but love. I go. Oh yeah, good point. But I have good just, point. Love. I have just enough of a veneer still left on this that I can't do that. But I do appreciate. Like, if I had gotten much harder, it would have been that would be perfect yeah. for the ending. Yeah, the only other this is a wrap up. This th- something that I do wrap up. I was like, like if the um if this Christmas tree does like the emerald Christmas tree vein mm-hmm. in the in the green tree mm-hmm. is revealed, maybe like the wrap up is like oh so instead of like mining this thing, this is now a new wonder of the world mm-hmm. or something like that, and they start selling tickets to it, and so that's how they make money, mm-hmm. but that that's that's a possibility yeah no, um, i think that yeah. works good again we're not going to address that though because that no. would be resolving the plot and any of the yeah issues yeah 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 sorry i keep i keep getting to that how could we deter more i think at one point they um they get together to build snowmen um even though they are arguing with each other still like mm-hmm. maybe there's like after they learn that k and jp are hanging out like they go out on a date and they're going to build a snowman, but then they also see um, Sloan and Andy and they're building a snowman as well. Mm-hmm. And they have like a snowball fight and stuff. But um, it doesn't resolve anything. They just do it and then they go off. And... Yeah, the snowball fight is the thing that happens right before we cut to them having made up. It's Christmas Eve. They're couples. It's a nice, there's a nice fire. That's the evening and they've just not decided what to do and the movie's exactly i also refuse to introduce the treasure into this movie because i was like i'm not going to clean up that mess for them go ahead jackson did you have something but um Mm -hmm. emeralds are primarily made from chromium which is very bad for plants so it could be that like the emeralds were like poisoning the trees over time that's why they like all you know have that plight maybe it's the fact that the tree burns down or or whatever but like the it basically sheds the wood exterior because Mm -hmm. all of the chromium was being sucked up into all of the different trees but now that this is really the only tree left it's taking the full brunt of like Mm, all this chromium and so it's just like disintegrating the tree so it looks like it burned down or i think it has to catch on fire so that when it like when the fire stops they see that it's the giant emerald christmas tree yeah but that's fine it can just get struck by lightning in the winter Yep. Anyway, that's my movie. I didn't come up with a, po- a subtitle or anything. <laughs> it's the Holy um, Star too. Family Jewels. That's not bad. The Family Jewel. The Family Jewel. Ho- Holly Star Two. The Family Jewel. Trees Company. <laughs> trees. <laughs> you know what? I'm going with Trees Company. <laughs> trees Company. Trees Company 2. Your title was better, Madison, but for this being a Hallmark movie and for what I've done here, I think Trees Company fits and is appropriate. <laughs> Jackson has left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, you're fine. <laughs> anyway, that's my sequel that I wrote in about four hours. <laughs> <laughs> you spent four whole hours on that? <laughs> I mean, I spent that's four hours. way plug. more time than I spent on mine, which is maybe an hour. <laughs> I say four hours. I sat down and go, I have to come up with this from scratch now. And four hours later, I had a premise and this much written. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. I like it. It's um, it's definitely the vibe of the first one where it seems like there's a plot and then like they just stop caring about it halfway through. And the person writing it actively hates this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seemingly. Um, and I'm probably sorry, there, were no puppets. there weren't any puppets, mm-hmm. which um, is really depressing to me. So um, that's. The... Oh, sorry. Josh Peck is a puppet in this. Oh, oh. What if they're all puppets and Josh Peck is the human? Oh, um, God. Um, no, there's no puppets Josh, in it. Josh Peck is Drake and Josh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. He's And he's Josh in that? Yes, he is Josh. Oh, Josh okay. Josh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just, just want to make sure. All right. Are you all ready for mine? Yes. What's that? Cool. What's that? What's that? <laughs> is it a pitch by Madison? Let me wet my whistle. <laughs> It is Christmas Eve in Americana Factoryville Town. We see some kids running down the street after getting out of school. One of them, named Sloane, yells for her friends KK and Andy to wait up. We then hear two men yelling at each other in the al- in the in an adjoining alleyway. We see Sloane's grandfather in a heated argument. With another man played by Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> oh, God. Both of them are wearing some sort of show getup and are holding puppets. As if they had some sort of duo act of some kind. <laughs> we then hear her grandfather yell at uh, Giancarlo Esposito saying, You're messing with things you don't understand. Oh, no. Gino Carlo Esposito grabs a book from the grandpa's hands angrily and responds, you underestimate me, Kelly. You always have. I'll do it without you. And storms off. Sloan's G-Paw sees, uh, <laughs> sees her looking, looking on. Sloan asks what him and Uncle Peter were arguing about. G-Paw says that Peter is not her uncle and that she has never to speak to him again. That he's dangerous. Grandpa then realizes he's scaring her a bit with how much he's flustered and concerned and then says, hey, why don't we go get some hot cocoa, eh? Just to distract her, basically. We cut to Sloane drinking her hot cocoa uh, in a booth of a diner nearby. While her grandpa is chatting up some people in the background, we see Sloane looking out the window in the distance. She sees Uncle Peter making his way into a house across the street while holding the book that uh, he took from the grandfather. The house he enters is through an iron an ironclad gate and up a steep hill. On the wrought iron gate, words are spelled out above the archway. Mm-hmm. The words are La Colina de Marionettes, which is French for the puppet hill. Oh, God, Madison. Title card. Holly Star 2, colon, up on Puppet Hill, dash, The Awakening. Because <laughs> you're going you're gonna to die on Puppet Hill. Yeah, because I'm going to die on Puppet Hill. Be buried in a grave of hentai and something else. We flashed years in the future. Uh, this would be a few years after the first movie. Mm-hmm. We see more kids outside the school that young Sloan and crew were seen coming out of just moments earlier. Present day Sloan walks up to some kiddos hanging out. We are entered. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just the way that was phrased, like she's just like approaching children at a school. <laughs> yeah, she is kind of. <laughs> what you do as a normal adult. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, we are introduced to the puppet brigade. Sorry, let me say that one more time. We are introduced to the Puppet Brigade, a.k.a. a group of middle school theater kids who have a particular interest in puppets. 
Medicine. And puppetry. Uh, there are four kids. There's Bobby, Smooth Groove, Richie, an Italian boy. <laughs> an Italian boy who is all about marionettes. In this scene, he showed off his newest rig, a Victorian gentleman in a frock coat and a removable top hat. He does an elaborate multi-puppet uh, multi dance routine <laughs> where there are, uh, and it's so impressive, it's sort of like a mini ballet. Then there's Rods Rodney, a young African-American kid who specializes in rod and arm puppets of various uh, scientific historians. In this scene, we see him sporting his Marie Curie figure, which comes with a glow-in-the-dark rod of radium. Rodney seems to have a heavy education focus with his puppet shows. Then there's Army Emma, a Palestinian girl with braces who... Uh, who spends most of her time with her left arm in the back of a ventriloquist puppet named Colby, a sort of reptilian humanoid doll that she does her routine with. Colby's character is sort of a total nerd who loves cheese and computers. <laughs> of course, the, the classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's Angel. Nerds and their cheese. Then there's Angel, the shadow puppet kid who's a total goth. They're the weird one. It also carries a flashlight with them everywhere. <laughs> They're the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> They're the weird one. There's a strong vibe of whether Angel should be allowed to be in the puppet group since their puppets aren't exactly physical like everyone else's. But, you know, the middle school's puppet group at this school isn't exactly an ex in an exclusive position to be turning away members. Uh, <laughs> that's the puppet brigade. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> it's a lot already. <laughs> and that's when my notes run out. <laughs> <laughs> to go i just didn't have time to finish it uh oh my god <laughs> i love that you've written essentially 10 minutes of this movie <laughs> oh my god where do you want it to go yeah so um so Sloan is the head of the middle school puppet brigade. It's like an after school club at this middle school for mm -hmm. theater kids who want to get into puppetry. And mm -hmm. so I think she, maybe she like also teaches at the school. Maybe she's like a, maybe she got a teaching degree or something. And, but she also runs this whole thing. Um, and uh, um, she's trying to raise money for, to take them on a field trip mm. to like, I don't know. Like a famous puppetry mm -hmm. show, like Avenue Q, or which was really appropriate for middle schoolers, yeah. Um, or yeah, or um, something like Manual Cinema, or something sure. like that, or maybe by the theater troupe who did the puppetry for the first movie, or something mm -hmm. like that. Who knows? Like, there's like a like, like puppet Nutcracker thing happening for Christmas, both of the next town over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that that that'd be good. So, mm -hmm. um. <laughs> um and uh so they are selling like candy bars or selling some sort of like something really ridiculous i don't know like you know like in school to like raise money for a field trip you'd sell like like cured meats mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. um yeah like it's something like that um i want it to be something really ridiculous like it's like like telescopes or ammo. Like, telescope sounds fine ammo yeah bullets God. um oh no you know what it should be it's cans of whiz there you go oh yeah different types of cans of whiz like individual uh, cans though not like there's yeah. a six pack or we sell these where it's like we want to buy five cans of whiz here they are individually yeah, <laughs> yeah. um 
because we get like it'd be great because like we get a lot of like um sort of like a, a like a montage of them going door to door and then people slamming like doors in their face and one of them can say like i hate whiz and then like slam the door one of them um, can go chocolate chocolate <laughs> and then chase them around the town the rest of the day yeah yeah what's that from that, that arnold oh, okay um um yeah oh and for reference we may have mentioned it earlier whiz is like an energy drink that was in the first one um that she was shooting a commercial for just for reference if that wasn't clear um these kids aren't going around selling cans of urine oh, God. i just wanted to make sure you wanted it to be ridiculous i know mm. um it could be like deer urine like like haunting what like. what what do you want to happen in this movie madison oh yeah yeah um <laughs> um i got lost in the liquid game sorry um anyway so i want them like eventually they're gonna make their way to like we've gone to every house what about that one? And then it's the one up on Puppet Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Sloan is like, no, no, we can't go there. Uh, and then they ask why. It's like, well, my my mean old Uncle Peter lives there. And like, they're like, why? Like, what happened? Like, I don't know. It's like, but the house is huge. It's like a mansion. Um, and she's like, you know what? Like, yeah, maybe we should. And I think it's like one of those like houses that has like, like it's overgrown. You know, the grass is overgrown mm-hmm. and like. It seems like, um, like it seems like nobody lives there, but there clearly are lights on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, maybe she says that don't go up there, and then they do it anyway, and then she goes after them. Um, and what I want it to be is once they get into the house, that um, Uncle Peter has, uh, <laughs> Uncle Peter has been dabbling in um old puppet magic um of some sort and has made some deals with some like demons or something Mm -hmm. to bring his puppets to life for real Mm -hmm. and um the different rooms that they're in they go into are different types of puppets Mm -hmm. that they have to fight or like it's kind of like each one is an escape room of some sort where they have to face some sort of challenge like Like in the marionette room, there's a bunch of strings. Like maybe they're up in the air. They have to go from string to string. Mm -hmm. Um, Then um, what are some of the other ones? The rod, the rod room or whatever. The rod and arm room. They have to like balance or something. Or maybe they just are fighting puppets to like. Sure. uh, Maybe they get turned into puppets at one point. Um, You know, some ideas here. Feel free if you have have some. But like. Um. In the marionette room, they have to walk across the, like the crawl. I don't know what they're called, but the, the, what you hold on to to control marionette. And they're like, tilt oh, and yeah. Maybe they have to like almost DDR on those to make the puppets yes. do something. Yeah. Uh, in the shadow puppet room, there's like a thing where like if, um, if the shadow falls on certain parts of the wall or whatever, like the spikes come out. So they have to like maneuver very carefully mm. to avoid like the, you know, the sh- sensors or whatever. Something that I want this to be is that the puppet brigade is going in to rescue Sloan because I think once she goes up to the the door or whatever, or she gets lost, um, that Uncle Peter captures her because at the very beginning I said like, oh, I'll do it myself. I'll find my way. Um, um, I To me... The, in the first movie, it read like Sloan has a superpower of some sort, like in like almost death. Mm-hmm. She can like see visions, right? Like that's kind of like what it I mean, seemed it's of like. Of her past, though. Like she's of her past, yeah. Like she's seeing her eyes flash before her eyes, her life, and then can remember old memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to me, it seemed like a superpower of some sort. So I'm like, what if like her and her grandpa are magic of some sort or like they have like some sort of like like some sort of lineage that is in like um uncle peter um i i think like the grimoire that he took like it has like (laughs) this stuff and it's like from i'm calling the puppanomicron 
Yeah, I'm calling it the Puppet Nomicron. And uh, it is old puppet demon magic. Mm-hmm. You know, that classic, that yeah. classic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that episode of Supernatural. Yeah. I've seen Dead Silence many times. I, I think it has to do something with her blood. Like, she, she needs to get some of her blood or something. Or, like, it's like, oh, I'm not going to kill you or anything. I just need your blood to steal your magic away. Like, uh-huh. the magic that your grandpa had. I, I was thinking it was sort of like the um, being John Malkovich, uh-huh. you know, like where it's like, oh, I can control other people or whatever. Like he wants to be the master puppeteer to like actually control others and mm. stuff like to complete this dark ritual to do so. So um, so the kids are the puppet, the puppet brigade are using their their wits and everything and like to get to Sloan to rescue her in the end and defeat Gio, Gino Carlo Esposito. That's kind of where I wanted to go. By going through these like little escape rooms themed around puppets. You know? How does it end? Uh, I, I, I called it the awakening mm-hmm. because I wanted um, whatever this ritual is, it doesn't succeed in the way that Uncle Peter wants it to, like wants it to. Uh, it ends with Sloan, Sloan's power being more awakened and her her powers are to bring things to life like puppets to life like that are like like in that have human figures or something like she can like bring barbies to life or actual puppets or like like in a way like in some sort of way um because it's it doesn't seem like a useful superpower but like it is she can create life I mean, that's pretty cool yeah she can create life and um, I think it's like animate objects more. It's not like they have like sentience necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I mean, it could be very useful, right? And you know, some, something fun for the ECU. So, maybe, maybe. So, yeah, that's kind of what I want it to be. I don't know how they defeat him. I mean, he's like, I think he fucks up the ritual, or they they try to like. They use their own puppets to like fuck up the ritual or distract him too much. Or uh, maybe they find something that really like he's sensitive about and like egg him on about it. And then it like gets like, I don't know, like, um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of the idea that I had. All right. Uh, And this is called what was the title again? It was Holly Star 2 colon. Uh, up on Puppet Hill, hy- hyphen, The Awakening. Well, Jackson, with three and a half minutes left on the Zoom call, it's to you. We throw it to our judge. Um, I think both are fun, but I think if we're looking at like what is a more like logical sequel to the first movie, it's probably going to be um, uh, a Holly Star Two Trees Company. Uh. Madison, I do want to see Papa Base Escape Room, a haunted house. It does sound incredibly fun, but I think that uh, Mike is going to be something more faithful to the vibe that we're going for. Man, I, Madison's thinking, what movie did you watch? <laughs> yeah, right. I I will give you that it is the same vibe, but I'm just going to say Puppetomicron one more time to see how that floats by you point. to Don't, see if it sways you. Did you take the Puppenomicron into account? Did, did you take Puppenomicron into account? Weirdly, yes, I did. Uh, all right. I tried Madison. Okay. Well, right. I will appease to Mike in later. I, I, I want my movie to still exist in the ECU because maybe I want to do something with it later. We'll see. If you like I said, I'm not going to, just out of spite, I'm not going to say no, but... Oh. Likely, it's not going to factor into what I'm playing. I'm looking at doing for the third one, so I probably won't need to yes or no it. So for for ECU continuity, say- um, both these movies exist. There are some like rights to battle with uh, the you know, Hollystar original movie. It became public domain, so they made two different sequels by very different directors. Jackson's kind of correct. Nothing mm-hmm. that we have done says they can't both exist simultaneously. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they both because, could. Like, actually, I say in my movie, we kind of just don't talk about Sloan or Andy or the farm for a while. Oh, my God. Your movie could be happening while my movie's happening. Oh, my yeah. God. You know what? Canon. It's done. They're, we did it. That's true. Yeah. It's all one big movie. Maybe we filled in the gaps of it's each other's Omni movies. <laughs> it's the Omni Holly Star. The Holly Constellation. So it is. So it's. Uh, 
Holly Star Two, Trees Company in the colon, house on Puppet Hill. Uh, Trees Company in the house on Puppet Hill. Hyphen the Awakening. <laughs> That's what we're calling the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Jesus. And the perfect way to end the year, an Omni movie of yeah. both of I mean, both of ours. I still won, but yeah, sure. But we're all winners here. At, here at the end of 2021. Yeah, we're just a bunch of woke millennial babies getting participation trophies. We're Christmas snowflakes. We're <laughs> holiday snowflakes. Bazinga. This is going to be the most demented title we've ever put out. <laughs> like, oh, yes, like absolutely. Holly Star 2, Trees Company, and Puppet, The House on Puppet Hill, hyphen The Awakening. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Madison, did we do it? Did we end the year I think on we a bo- high note? We ended we ended the year on the high note. Us working together to create the perfect and most logical sequel to Holly Star. Well, then, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Madison at Jones, tell the people where they can find us. Oh, oh, oh! Nope, it's you Christmas can find us. Madison Claus, go home. Uh, Besides, your remember uh, your weekend after I stabbed you through the heart with a stake of mistletoe. Oh yes. But what's this from my belly? Ugh. A baby. I'm baby. Oh, I'm baby no. Santa. I'm baby <laughs> Santa. You can find. I'm baby New I, Year. I literally just wrenched ba- a little bit. I'm baby New Year. You can find the Equalizers podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Including at the bottom of your champagne flute. Woo. What I love is Jackson was having issues hearing us, and so it's messing around with headphones and came in just at the I'm Baby New Year. I'm Baby New Year. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at the Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, it is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E Q U E L I Z E R S like in sequel. Like in sequel, and then Baby New Year, uh-huh. like it came, they came from Santa's Santa, uh, Santa Madison Claus's stomach, uh-huh. and then they go back into it like the uh, thing from Total Recall. You know, the baby in the stomach. Okay, I've um, seen Total Recall. Oh, okay. Well, watch Total Recall, and then <laughs> I know I don't want it. Yeah, there's a baby that emerges from a guy's stomach at one point. It's huh. fucking wild. Jackson, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, that man's stomach, for one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, all right, then, if that's that, Madison, all we have left to do, you mentioned this is our New Year's episode. Uh, the next thing is New Year, New Chances. Once a year, we break our one rule. We take mm-hmm. a franchise that has more than, that has a sequel. We throw those in the garbage, and we make our own better ideas. Uh, what are we doing this year? Previous years have been, as mentioned, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, and last time it was Xenon Girl of the 21st Century with our sequel, It's a Stella Lunarius Life. Uh, what are we doing for this year? Oh my God. We Jackson, do, do you have any ideas of franchises we should throw a, a sequel for? Oh, fuck me. I, 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 you're not on the spot. You don't have to decide. I just, if you have any thoughts, I will say I actively refuse to do Human Centipede, so don't even... I, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, uh, Men in Black. Pirates of the Caribbean. Jackson and I did watch Lawnmower Man recently that has a sequel that we could... Um, what the hell is that? Oh boy. Uh, it's deeply wild. It's a movie that doesn't quite understand what virtual reality is or how it works or what it does and then okay. tries to use that as an explanation for a sort of Flowers for Algernon. Except instead of just becoming way too smart, he becomes Christ, essentially. Got it. We could do a Disney. We could do a Disney. Star Trek. Frozen. Frozen famously has a sequel. We could do Frozen. Bill and Ted pulled up here when I'm looking for movies with sequels. The Matrix. It's hot right now. Oh, we should do The Matrix. Holy shit. (sighs) Mike. Mike. I don't like the Matrix. <laughs> I didn't. I don't like Paul Blart. <laughs> That's you know what? A very good point, well made. 
Uh, sure. Let's do the Matrix real quick. I'm sorry. I do like what we've made Paul Blart to be. I don't like the originator of Paul. Blart. I do love your Paul Blart. I'm always really excited when he shows up. Yes. Well, yeah. Obviously. All right. Then tune in next time as we take the Matrix and give it a fresh new coat of paint in the Matrix Two. We re- rewrite the code to the Matrix. Matrix. Hack the planet in the Matrix. All right. Then uh, for the equalizers. I'm Madison Jones, and I know Kung Fu. Uh, I'm Jackson Nefflin, and I'm a, a cat that repeats. I'm Mike Knoll. Ah, show me. <laughs> Do we continue? <laughs> First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two-step strut. Come on, dance with me.